The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is March 28th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend, just counting down the last week of March. Three. Three, two, two one. One. No. So uh, appropriately enough, the last day of March is on a Friday. This Friday? This Friday. Okay, so that's four. Yeah. Three. <laughs> There is uh, 31 days in March. 31 days. And, you know, I always have to do the poem. What is that poem? 30 days has September, April, June, and November. 31 are all the rest except for February. (laughs) Doesn't really rhyme, but, you know. Is that that how it goes? Are you sure that's right? 30, say it again. 30 days has September, April, June, and and November. November. All the rest. Have 31. 31. Except February. Except for February, <laughs> which has 28. Except for every four years, yes. it has 29 days. And that has to do with the orbit of the sun. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, though. But those are the ones. There used to be this one little funny thing, too. Like, you could count on your knuckles and yeah. in between. That tells you, too. But that's a little harder. Just remember the poem. So what you're telling me, then, is there are more days. of There are more months with 31 days than there are 30 days. Correct. Yes. All right. Now I'm going to count. 30 days has September, April, June, November. Right. And then February. Throw that in there, too, because yeah. obviously February doesn't have 31 days. So that's still only five. Five. And there's, tw- what, 12 months in a year? Is that right? All 12. Yes. That's right. All 12. So, okay. so that, means, that gives you seven. Well, I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> I feel much better yes, now. This I can move morning. on with my day and do that. How are you today? You, hey, got out, you got out for a walk yesterday. I did get out for a Good walk for yesterday. You. I had a real nice walk around my neighborhood. I was telling you this morning, I enjoy taking a nice walk with my husband on nice afternoons. The problem is, Scott is about a foot taller, right. maybe a foot plus an inch, maybe. Uh, depending on if he's taller in the morning and if I'm shorter (laughs) in the morning. But uh, that foot, I think, is felt in his legs because I really have to push. When we go for a walk together, it's a brisk walk for me. Sure. Uh, Well, that's okay. Get the heart rate up. It gets the heart rate up, but then I'm like, I can't talk. Yeah. I'm trying to talk, and I'm keeping up. And uh, yesterday, though, I went for a walk by myself, put my little earbuds in. Leisurely. Alone in my thoughts for go. an hour as yeah. I, I walked the neighborhood. It was kind of nice. A little bit nippy when you start oh, yeah. off. I keep a hat or my hoodie up over sure. my head. So if my ears are warm, then I feel pretty yeah. good. Do you ever see someone who has a big dog and a little dog and they're on a walk together and that poor little dog That's is me. just... That's me. I am most definitely to keep up. the little dog yes. for sure. In my mind, I feel like I'm a big dog. Yeah. But no, in reality... Short legs. Yes, that's right. You're, you're that little dog trying <laughs> to keep up. I'm that little dog. Yeah, get me a get me a little uh, you know backpack that I can uh, climb onto. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're out there though. But I'm that's out there. That's the thing. You're out there. And we we said yesterday in that one news story that we had, if you can do eleven thousand steps a day, that's that's good. Your 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 health at eleven thousand steps a day. Is exponentially better. Better. 
than only doing like a thousand steps a day. And you know, the funny thing is, too, I have these little markers, too, along the way, because we'll head out Meadows Drive, and that'll go out to the main road, but I don't go all the way to the main road. Every single time I head up Meadows, I have to step on the manhole. Yeah. Once I step on the manhole, I turn around and come back. <laughs> That's it. And then when I get back almost to my house, instead of going back to my house, I go up the street, which is actually a dead end. I go up to the dead end. I touch the fence. Yeah. And then I turn around and come back. I have to do those two things. Otherwise, it feels incomplete. That's right. If you don't touch those two things, then it's just like, (laughs) nope, didn't count. Got to do it. You're like the race we talked about where they had to pull out a page from the uh, book that showed that they actually made it. Oh, that they actually made it to that marker. Again, yeah. I I get that. Uh, The fear of losing that page, though, would get me just so upset. Except you didn't get the uh, sticker that said you climbed uh, Cape Kiwanda, which was sad. That... (laughs) I'll never forget that story. Oh, another story for another day. That is true. So uh, what do you got coming up today? Well, the message of God's love for humanity now going to be able to cross every border of the world with the help of Elon Musk. All right. The Vatican is launching a new satellite. Interesting. So have you ever heard of Next Level Pinball Shop and Museum? Never. So it's in Hillsboro? Yes. Well, it's it's one of the best in the world. This is an amazing place. I... I I didn't know this, and I was reading about it yesterday. Hillsboro. Hillsboro. Our Hillsboro. Our, our Hillsboro. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up. All right. Well, let's get this show started. Here's Sean Garrison and Exceeding. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Sean Garrison and Exceeding. It is 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you, kind of on this damp Tuesday morning. Got out this morning, pouring down rain. So <laughs> get like, your oh, raincoat. Got to get the raincoat out. Well, he is Father Mike Huber. He is the new director of the Office of Hispanic Ministries for the Archdiocese of Portland. You're going to meet Father Mike right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. This Lent, Mater Day Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and was trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 714 Day Radio. Well, as we mentioned, probably a good day to bring the rain gear out. It looks like it's going to be a rainy day today. We'll have a high of 51 degrees, about a 70% chance of showers tonight, low of 39. And then tomorrow, eh, maybe a little sunshine, partly sunny, slight chance of a shower, a high of 59. Currently, it is 45 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 45 degrees at Immaculate Heart Church in Portland. Hispanic ministry leaders from the Archdiocese of Portland gathered last month at the Pastoral Center for a morning of prayer, praise, and team building with the goal of closer collaboration and outreach to the Hispanic community. Well, this meeting was convened by the Archdiocese of Portland new director of Hispanic ministries, Father Mike Kuber. Now, Father Mike is joining me this morning to share more about his story and his plans and goals to head this growing and vibrant part of our church right here in Oregon. Good morning, Father Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's a pleasure to be with you, an honor to be with you. I I love doing Hispanic ministry. And uh, I've loved doing this ministry since since I started doing it in 1999 as a deacon at St. Anne's Parish. I've I've had a ongoing, you know, love relationship with our Hispanic community, and and they're breathing life into our church. And I'm I'm just so glad that they're here, that they're here to to worship Jesus and to honor His blessed blessed Mother, oh. Our Lady. Well, thank you for your time. We are so grateful to have you also here in the Archdiocese of Portland to head up, as you said, this growing and very vibrant community. Now, before we talk about what's happening within your new post, tell our listeners a little bit about some of your background and your vocation to the priesthood and how that kind of maybe led you a little bit around the country and then right back here to the Pacific Northwest. Sure. So my vocation to the priesthood goes back to my family. I grew up in a, a, a large Catholic family of uh, I have six brothers and sisters, and I'm number three. And uh, so I think probably when I was about 10 or 12, I remember going to church and seeing my dad listen reverently to the priest and seeing the priest up there uh, preaching. And I just said to myself, that's what I want to do with my life. I think that's what the where the call came from uh, for the priesthood. And however, I wanted to live as a priest in community. 
And so that led me to join the, the Brotherhood of the People of Praise community in 1985. And it wasn't until uh, 1996 that I entered the seminary and uh, at Mount Angel. And I was ordained in the year 2000. Uh, my love for Hispanic ministry has uh, just been part of who I am since high school. I, I learned Spanish, became fluent in high school. And one of my uh, colleagues, I, I, I drove a, a Mexican student named Mingo to to soccer practice. And so he invited me to go and spend the summer with his family. So in between my freshman year or in between my senior year at Catholic Central High School and uh, University of Notre Dame, I went to Mexico and I lived with a, a, a Mexican family and I visited the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe and um, did all kinds of fun things and and also saw the the great love that the Mexican people had for, for Christ and for his blessed mother in Our Lady of Guadalupe. So that was uh that's kind of a little bit of my background in uh in serving. Father Mike Huber is joining me today. He has been named as the new director of Hispanic Ministries here in the Archdiocese of Portland. He's joining us today to share more about his story and about how he aims to help this incredibly vibrant and growing part of our church. Well, Father Mike, there is a demographic shift happening among U.S. Catholics and Latinos are making up a larger number of people in our pews. Tell us more about what mm -hmm. is happening with this demographic shift here in the U.S. Sure. And, and in Portland also. Sure. The Hispanic or Latino moment. So so our leaders, uh, including uh, our, uh, Archbishop Gomez, is talking about this Hispanic moment in the in the U.S. Catholic Church right now. And this Hispanic or Latino moment refers to this demographic shift that we're talking about in the U.S. Catholicism. The U.S. Church is undergoing a present transformation, becoming predominantly Latino. It's estimated that 43% of U.S. Catholics are Latinos, while 60% uh, of Catholics under the age of 18 are Hispanic. Wow. This Hispanic moment is breathing new life into the larger church in the U.S. because Hispanic population is younger and Hispanic couples are having families. They want to raise those families in the Catholic faith. Uh, besides growth, the Hispanic community brings their culture to enrich the experience of Catholic life in the U.S. Their love for processions, statues, images, and devotions, the music and food that enriches the experience of the Catholic faith. So that's a little bit about the Hispanic moment. Uh, I talked to uh, the bishop the other day, and he said 48% of our population, our Catholic population here in this archdiocese uh, is Hispanic. Wow, so, that's incredible. That's, uh, Father, do we know or have an idea of what uh, percentage of those numbers are immigrant families coming from Spanish-speaking countries versus those populations who are maybe first or maybe even second generation Hispanic community yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. So, so one one misconception that people have is that Hispa all Hispanics are are uh, recently arrived. Right. And uh, in in fact, most of the the Hispanics uh, in our country are born here in the United States, and uh, so. Um, 
so I think there's there's um, the first generation immigrants come in. They they tend to speak Spanish. They prefer you know um, socializing and and uh, learning in Spanish, praying in Spanish. But then the second generations come and 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 they may prefer some things in English because that's the language of school and so forth. But but they're still they're raised in Hispanic households with Hispanic culture. And so they live in kind of in between Hispanic culture and Anglo-American culture. And then the third generation is even more removed from uh, from that. So anyway. Well, Father Mike, along with the language and speaking and having liturgy in Spanish, they also bring very unique qualities that are impo- important to the the cultural experience. I mean, that is still very much a part of how they express their Catholic faith, too. They're, they're very much one and the same. I'm going to tell our listeners about what is unique, especially for priests and deacons who have a large Spanish community in their boundaries, so to speak, that is necessary to incorporate not just a language, but an entire culture of a people who well, want to praise God. Sure. Sure. I, I, so I think signs and symbols are very important for our, our, our uh, Hispanic brothers and sisters. Mother Church has educated and, and uh, passed the faith on them to them through signs and symbols and through devotions. So devotions to Our Lady of Guadalupe, for example. Um, uh, every, every country in, in uh, the Hispanic-speaking world has a particular devotion. So in Cuba, it's Our Lady, uh, Nuestra Señora de, de Cobre, Our, Our Lady of Copper, because the the copper mines there, uh, I, you know, I've adopted her as the patroness for for protection for health. And uh, so, if you look at every country in in South America, Argentina, Venezuela, Ecuador, they all have their particular devotions to to Our Lady. And it's beautiful. So it's part of the, the beautiful diversity, I would say, of our Catholic mm. faith is is these different expressions of devotion to Mary. Um, so. Oh, and from my own experience, Father, uh, just through the cultural experience of my own non-English speaking grandparents, it's a yeah. beautiful culture that well, they just love to share with the broader community and anybody who uh, would be interested in joining them on any one of their beautiful special celebrations through the year. Yeah. Father, I've really enjoyed our conversation so much. There is more I want to talk to you about, especially about your plans and goals as you head up this program. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Sure. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Tuesday morning. Counting down last couple of weeks of Lent. Don't forget, we have a great website with Lenten resources on there, as well as the Hail Mary Media app. That's materdayradio.com or Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1111. 
503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, sadly, another mass shooting at a U.S. school claiming six lives. We'll have the details in the news. That coming up, plus more after Lenten music by Audrey Assad and Restless. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
And that is Lenten Music by Audrey Assad, Restless. It's 731 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, a shooter wielding two assault-style rifles and a pistol killed three students and three adults at a private Christian school in Nashville on Monday, authorities said. The shooter, a 28-year-old Nashville resident, police say was once a student at the school, was killed during gunfire with police. The violence occurred at the Covenant School, a Presbyterian school for about 200 students from preschool through sixth grade. The Nashville victims were pronounced dead upon arrival at the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital and Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Other students walked to safety Monday holding hands as they left their school surrounded by police cars to a nearby church to be reunited with their parents. The killings come as communities around the nation are reeling from repeated school shootings, including the massacre at an elementary school in Evaldi, Texas last year. And tragedies across the country, at least 39 people at an immigration detention center in a Mexican city on the U.S. border died in a fire that broke out at the facility overnight. Now, the fire that killed 39 people at Ciudad Juarez Immigration Facility neighbors El Paso, Texas. Investigators are working to determine the cause of the fire. Initial reports this morning speculate the fire started from within the facility. Now, 68 adult men were housed at the facility from Central and South America in that it was communicating with consular officials from various nations to identify the victims. Reuters reported that the victims were mostly Venezuelan nationals. Now, Ciudad Juarez is one of the border cities where numerous undocumented migrants seeking refuge in the United States remain stranded. 29 people were also injured and in serious condition. And Pope Francis on Wednesday will bless a satellite that will launch his words into space on June 10th. The SPES Satellis, which is Latin for Satellites of Hope, will be launched on a rocket taking off of the Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. Now, according to the Vatican, the miniaturized satellite will hold a copy of a book documenting the Pope's Urbi et Orbi blessing of March 27, 2020, when, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, he blessed the world from St. Peter's Square. Pope Francis will best the satellite and the nano book after his weekly public audience. The Vatican said the CubeSat, which is a name for a miniature satellite, will travel aboard a Falcon 9 rocket, which is SpaceX partially reusable two-stage launch platform. It will be hosted on the Ion SCV platform. Now, the Italian Space Agency said will operate the satellite, which was built by the Polytechnic University of Turin. While in orbit, the satellite will broadcast decipherable statements from Pope Francis on the theme of hope and peace in English, Italian and Spanish. That's cool. Getting right aboard a Tesla. How about that? Well, if you like to play pinball, one of the best locations in the world is in Hillsboro. Next Level Pinball Shop and Museum was given the honor at this weekend's Pinball Awards held in Frisco, Texas. It's like the People's Choice Awards of the pinball world. So Next Level Pinball bills itself as the largest arcade in Oregon with 238 pinball machines and 200 other games. 
What makes Next Level different for an arcade is its size, and all the arcade games are set to play for free. What? Yeah, so no coins or swipe cards are needed. You pay a $20 fee, basically for a day pass, for unlimited play. So Next Level is also loaded with thousands of pieces of pop culture memorabilia, including what is believed to be the world's largest collection of lunchboxes. <laughs> Just what we need. Over 3,100 in all. I bet you you could find your old one. There. I We were mentioning this as we were getting ready. I can absolutely, I mean, this was... Uh, almost 50 years ago, remember yeah. my first lunchbox was Holly Hobby. And I can remember the, the lunchbox was wide. It had yeah. blue trim and it had a side profile picture <laughs> of Miss Holly Hobby herself. I'll bet you it's there. That's crazy. I can remember I that it. kind of detail of it. So at the pinball place here, the oldest pinball game on the floor is a 1977 Knight Rider pinball machine. How about Knight that? Rider. The Knight Rider. So the rarest is a Sega 1998 Golden Q in which only 10 were made and never released to the public. So they oh. have one of those 10. Boy, I uh, I bet you they take really good care because arcade machines can take an abuse sometimes oh, sure. from pounding on it and hitting the buttons and everything like that. So that's uh, that's really yeah. exciting. Actually, I think I'd like to go visit that. I would. I'd like to just see all the memorabilia. That'd be that'd be pretty fun. Uh, in sports, well, this was a recipe for a blowout, and that's exactly what the Portland Trailblazers got. Hammered by the New Orleans Pelicans, 124-90 to last night at the Moda Center. Blazers were without six regulars, including Damian Lillard, <laughs> along with Anthony Simons and uh, Jeremy Grant, just to name three of those who didn't play. It was a cold shooting night to boot for Portland. They shot 7 of 33 from behind the arc. That's not that's gonna, a, you're not going to yeah, win games not, like that. You're going to win a lot of games. So with the loss, the Blazers move into a tie with Orlando for the fifth worst record in the NBA. Portland hosts Sacramento tomorrow evening. Well, that doesn't feel good at all. Maybe no. this will make you feel a little bit okay, better. Hopefully. David, you and I, we often talk about movies and, and actors and yeah. ones that we want to see. Well, I've got three for you. Uh, the entertainment industry, Fathom Events, helps lesser-known film projects get their day on the big screen. Fathom rents out theaters throughout the country for a few days as a limited-release project. That's how The Chosen of was able to hit right. uh, over the Christmas season. And then last year, the hit documentary, St. Michael, Meet the Angel, or even the Mother Teresa documentary, No Greater Love, all part of Fathom Events. So as moviegoers, it's important to see these limited releases and support them to send a message to Hollywood about the types of films we want to see on the big screen. Sure. So here are uh, here's one of three. I'll talk about these throughout the show. Okay. The first one is called Santiago, the Camino Within. Ah, now we've we've yeah, seen movies about the Santiago yeah. the walk the walk. Yeah, uh, this one Bishop Donald Hine of the Diocese of Madison was joined by Father Luke Strand, rector of Saint Francis de Sales Seminary in Milwaukee, and several young people on walking the pilgrimage El Camino de Santiago. Ahava Productions beautifully filmed and captured the pilgrimage. Now, in this seventy-minute documentary, viewers will hear the story of Saint James as narrated by Bishop Hine. You'll also meet a variety of pilgrims that he talks to along the way. And as you watch, you'll almost feel, they say, like you're right there in the El Camino walking the path. 
And Bishop Hine provides short and insightful reflections such as the beauty of the church and her role with the Word of God and Eucharist. Now, the short interspersed narration provides bite-sized nuggets for reflection. And this documentary is the story of a bishop who is following in the footsteps of an apostle and the spiritual insights he gained. So Fathom Movie Events will have this in theaters one day only, March 28th. Wow, that's today. Today. Yeah. Wow. So go to Fathom Events and you can type that in and it'll tell you the list. Portland, Vancouver will both carry it. Okay. Uh, I, typically, Regal Theaters will have it. Gotcha. You just want to know the time. All right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Another event for this evening at 7 o'clock. It is the Family Information Night at Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. That is at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish here in Portland. This information night will be a great chance for interested families to meet the Chesterton Academy team and hear about its classical Catholic curriculum. Please RSVP. You can find that place uh, and details of the event by going to the community calendar materdayradio.com and of course the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her conversation with Father Mike Huber. He is the new director of the Office of Hispanic Ministries for the Archdiocese of Portland. She'll do so right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. 
Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 743 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a rainy and breezy day today. 90% chance, high of 51 degrees. 70% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 39. And then for Wednesday, 20% chance of showers, a high of 59. Currently, it is 42 degrees at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church out in Beaverton. And 41 degrees, St. Alice Church in Springfield. I am continuing now my conversation with Father Mike Kuber. Father Mike is the new director appointed by Archbishop Sample to head up Hispanic ministries here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Father Mike is joining me today as we talk more about his background in working with Hispanic communities and now going to talk about some of what he plans in this new role for the Archdiocese. Father Mike, thank you so much for staying with us. Sure. So one of the things we've tried to do is to gather the leaders in the Hispanic community and to and to listen. And we've we've tried to follow the model of uh, uh, Spanish ver to see. So ver, uh, evaluar y actuar. So ver is to see, evaluar is to evaluate, and actuar is to act. And so we've invited the leaders together and and just asked them. The question, what do you see? What's going on in Hispanic ministry? And we want to be a listening, discerning church. And so we called the leaders in and we asked them that question and they wrote on on flip charts. What 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 did they see that's going on in their parish that's you know good and promoting the gospel and building up uh our Hispanic families? And uh so they 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 did that and then and then we uh gathered all the clergy too. All the clergy were invited uh clergy leaders, and we, we met at St. Cyril's in Wilsonville uh, on March 9th, and that was the second in-person meeting. And we're going to have another in-person meeting on, on May 18th. And uh, so that's one of the things we're trying to do is gather the leaders together and and uh, get to know one another and learn together and plan together. And so we also have a meeting scheduled uh, for September 21st in the Salem metro area, October 19th in Southern Oregon, and November 16th again at the Pastoral Center. So we've developed a calendar, we've developed a a network, a way of communicating, and we wanna build upon that. So we're we're trying to build an infrastructure uh, for the leaders in our Hispanic community so that they can receive ongoing training and support so that they can minister well in their parishes. Father, is there an effort within the Archdiocese of Portland to encourage seminarians and priests who don't have a strength in Spanish language? Is there a movement to try to encourage that while they are in seminary to do immersion-type programs? So that way, well, if the call is there and the need is there that, well, we have priests available who speak Spanish. Yeah, so I think it it depends on the region. It depends on the bishop. It depends upon the seminary. Uh, I know I know at Mount Angel, uh, all students are required to take presiding in Spanish, and they don't necessarily need to be fluent in Spanish, but they need to be able to preside at the mass in Spanish, and uh, and go through the prayers. They need to be. It's a 
it's very much a course on culture. I'm pronouncing the language correctly and I'm understanding Hispanic culture. And uh, in addition to using the liturgical books in Spanish, uh, I also have a book I've published uh, called The Latino Moment. And the students have read from that as well. It's a book on culture because um, you have to understand the culture if you're going to lead lead the people. You have to understand the culture if you're going to teach them, if you're going to pass the faith on. You have to, you know, that's the, we all learn through culture. Oh, so. for sure. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. Your book is titled Preaching to Latinos, Welcoming the Hispanic Moment in the U.S. Church. Is this something, that a book that, as you said, more like a a textbook for seminarians, priests to learn how to preach because it would seem to many of us that the message would always be the same. No matter what language you are using, the message of Mm -hmm. the church will always be the same to draw people closer to Christ. Is there unique aspects though about preaching in Spanish to a Latino community? Uh, Yes, I do talk about how the community was, uh, first evangelized uh, by the image of Our Lady Guadalupe, it was very much the gospel in pictorial form. So Hispanic culture is more visual. It's a visual culture. It's not so much a written culture. And uh, so so signs and symbols take on greater meaning. So the reason why Our Lady Guadalupe was such an effective devotion that, that led to the conversion of thousands and thousands of of Mexicans was because it was the gospel presented in a pictorial form in a way that they could understand it was the gospel at their level and so you the it's a picture of the gospel and uh so that's why um so I think that's that's the the origins or the roots of preaching in Spanish it's it's uh how do we best uh, communicate cross-culturally. It would have been Spanish culture, the Spanish missionaries from, from uh, so mo- mostly Franciscans from Spain. How do they preach cross-culturally to this indigenous population? And they found it was best through through images. Not only Our Lady Guadalupe, but they would they would make images of the of the Our Father. Each each article of the Our Father, each article of the Creed. There would be a picture. And that was it was on like a, a a skin a skin of an animal the hide of an animal and they would unroll these things while they were preaching preaching and teaching wow and so that's that's the origin of how the, the faith was handed on uh to the, the 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 mexican people to the hispanic people so it includes all the countries of south america and the the catholicism that they inherited was very much based upon what was going on in Spain. And, and in Spain, the Catholicism was characterized by devotions, by processions, by incense, by music. It was very, it appealed to the senses. And so, so that's what the, that the missionaries brought that experience of Catholicism to the new world. And including to our, our Mexican community, but also to all the communities of uh, our Hispanic countries. And uh, that's why you find these rich expressions of Catholicism that 
you don't find so much here in the uh, the European Anglo Church. Well, it's wonderful, Father Mike, to have you now as the head of this program and really starting to, well, hit the ground running, so to speak, to really meet the needs of those of our brothers and sisters of the Hispanic community. Now, over the last few minutes, Father, maybe share with us a little bit about some of your hopes and goals as you take on this new post. But more importantly, are there resources available to parishes who are looking to increase their outreach to Hispanic communities? And is that where your office is there to maybe help step in? Yeah, so I I think uh, long term, uh, I want to continue to work with the leaders of of Hispanic ministry in various parishes and equip them with the resources they need to do the work. And so I'm I'm not assigned to one particular parish or uh, rather I'm free to to go throughout the whole archdiocese and meet people and listen to them and hear their needs. And so I represent the bishop, Archbishop Sample, uh, but but I, but I also I represent the Hispanic community. I want I want the Hispanic leaders to feel free to to share what's going on in their parishes. What are what's going well? Where are their challenges? Uh, and so I very much uh, want to visit listen and respect the good the good work that the Hispanic community has already done here and uh, build upon it oh, I would say wonderful and so yeah well, Father, I appreciate your time today. We offer our prayers to you so that way this ministry just may grow abundantly under your direction. Before we go today, will you offer us a prayer and your blessing? Sure. We'll, we'll uh, uh, dedicate ourselves to Our Lady Guadalupe. And so, Our Lady Guadalupe, we turn to you in prayer at the end of this interview, and we, we thank you that you... You appeared in, in, in Mexico and you brought many men and women, boys and girls to your son, Christ. And we pray that we would continue to bring all people to Christ and that we would be one in, in Christ, even though we speak different languages and eat different food. And we pray this through Christ our Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, Father Mike, thank you so very much. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Dios te bendiga. And again, that is Father Mike Cuber. Now, he is the new director of Hispanic Ministries for the Archdiocese of Portland. I'll send a link over to where you can read more about Father and also get connected with him through the Archdiocese Hispanic Ministry office. You're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Tuesday morning. Well, we're getting pretty excited. April 17th coming right up just several weeks away, April 17th through the 21st. That is our week for Mater Day Radio's 2023 Spring share with the theme this year, Seek the truth. We've got a wonderful week. We're in the planning stages right now, going to have great guests on board. It's just going to be a wonderful time to listen in and your opportunity to support Mater Day Radio through our Spring share We have all the information on our website at materdayradio.com, or you can look it up through our Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Broadcasting the fullness of truth, this is Mater Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene and streaming at materdayradio.com. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. When Father James Keller founded the Christophers in 1945, he chose as our prayer the beautiful words attributed to Francis of Assisi. I'd like to share them with you now. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Dei Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Dei Radio. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio. Well, don't always believe what you see, even if it's a photo of the Pope. We'll explain in the news. And a local uh, favorite for pizza shuttering its I doors. I saw this. But don't worry. Okay. Not all of them all right. are going to be closed. That's I'll good. tell you where you're going to be able to get a piece of Hot Lips Pizza right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Around the middle of the 9th century, an Irishman paid a visit to an old abbey in what is now Switzerland, the Benedictine Abbey of St. Gall, which was founded 200 years earlier in honor of the saint by the same name. This wandering Irishman's visit was meant to be brief, but after being commissioned to make several pieces of art for the abbey, he ended up living there for the rest of his life. His name was Twohal, and he's the saint we're talking about today. We don't know a lot about Twohal's life, but surviving records tell us he was a tall, strong man of rare genius and engaging personality. He was blessed with great talents as an artist, architect, poet, and more beyond that. He was a Renaissance man, well before the Renaissance ever happened. In fact, King Charles III, also known as Charles the Fat, is said to have remarked that it was a pity a man of his ability was locked away in a monastery. Twohal was renowned for his incredible humility. Or maybe it would be more fitting to say he was very, very shy. He had no desire for fame and shrank away from public attention. When he went into the nearby cities for a commissioned work of art, he always tried to avoid being seen. 
Even so, he was in great demand and seeking to glorify God through his artistic talents, he created tons of sculptures, paintings, and engravings. There are many works of art around today that are attributed to him, but only a few works of poetry and just one surviving him. This is especially sad because Tuahal himself had a passion for music that exceeded all his other talents. He was known to sing beautifully and play and teach every kind of instrument available. Tuahal remained a monk for the rest of his life, dying around the year 915. During his life, he contributed greatly to the Abbey of St. Gall during what is now considered its golden age. His longtime home remained a Benedictine convent for hundreds more years, until it was secularized in 1805. Today, the Abbey of St. Gall is a little different. Tourists now walk the halls where the monks used to tread, and glass displays separate people from objects that were once handled every day. While the building and much of its contents have been admirably well-preserved, the Abbey no longer serves the same purpose it once did. Of course, nothing on earth lasts forever. Borders change, buildings collapse, great works become dust, and even the story of a life can be forgotten. Of course, none of the good we do is ever really wasted. Twilhall, in his humility, understood this. He knew that his sculptures and paintings and works of music could one day disappear, but he didn't stop making them. If he only made art for the fame or money, he would have eventually despaired, knowing that he would lose those things. But he was humble because his art didn't exist for him or for itself. It existed to point people toward what really matters by showing them an aspect of God through beauty. St. Twohal, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, Pope Francis accepted the resignation of a German bishop on Saturday who played a key role in the German synodal way and had come under pressure over his handling of clerical abuse in his diocese. Bishop Franz Josef Bode had previously refused to step down despite an abuse report finding he had mishandled cases in his diocese in northwestern Germany. The Holy See announced March 25th that Pope Francis had accepted the bishop's request to resign. Now, there was no indication prior to Saturday's announcement that, but he had offered to resign. The 72-year-old bishop had been vice president of the German Bishops Conference since 2017. So I don't know if you caught this, Brenda, but did you see <laughs> the photo of Pope Francis wearing a gigantic white puffer coat? I did see it once you showed it yeah, to me. So it's been going viral on social media platforms over the past couple of days, but it's completely fake. So the image was created by using MidJourney, which is an artificial intelligence tool that can generate amazingly realistic fake images. So the image was then shared on social media sites over the weekend where many people thought that was real, a real photograph of the Pope. So the world of AI-generated images, relatively new, and companies rolling out their tools to the public only really within the last couple of months. AI experts say one way to tell if an image is fake is to look at the hands. Really? So apparently the hands are hard to duplicate through AI imagery. So if you're, you know, if you have a question, 
look at the hands and see what they look like. But the Pope in the big white puffer coat. Puffer coat. He actually. It, it, it mean, was, was it long? Yeah, it was long. It was a long one, yeah. too. I I was okay with that, though. Yeah, it I did think look bad. He I mean, looked yeah. pretty modern he in did. it. And, you know, it gets cold there in Italy and I as know. he travels the world. So we need to keep our Pope warm. I do remember, though, I, it's oftentimes that the Pope will wear a white wool coat. Right. That's typically what he wears yes. to keep warm. Not the big uh, puffer. Not the big puffer, yes. but I'm, I'm okay with it. Well, leaders of the Diocese of Nashville have expressed sadness and shock over a school shooting at a Christian elementary school in their city while offering prayers for the victims, their families, and the entire school community. Bishop Mark Spaulding, who offered an evening mass for the victims, said in a statement, My heart breaks with the news of the school shooting at the Covenant School this morning. Let us pray for the victims, their families, and the Covenant Presbyterian community. And the March 27th shooting took place mid-morning at the Covenant School. Three students and three adults were killed in the attack. The shooter was also killed by police at the scene. And Fisher Investments is relocating its headquarters from Camas, Washington to Texas after the Washington State Supreme Court ruled Friday that a capital gains tax is constitutional. Fisher is one of the largest employers in Clark County with around 1,800 employees. Now, despite moving the headquarters, Fisher said it will not close its Camas office, but some staff will transfer to its offices in Plano, Texas. The company says it currently has 1,200 employees there. Now, Ken Fisher, the firm's executive chairman who founded Fisher Investments in 1979, well, he lives in Dallas. Fisher said the process of moving would be complete before June 30th. Now, in a 7-2 vote on Friday, the Washington State Supreme Court upheld a tax for the state's top investment earners that had passed in 2021. It collects a 7% tax on the profits made from stocks, bonds, and other high-end assets in excess of $250,000 for both individuals and couples. Yeah, I was telling you, I, I wasn't that familiar with the company other than they do a ton of commercials during sporting that's events. That's what you were yeah, saying. It's I think it's the same company, but that's, I didn't realize yeah. that there were 1,800 employees yeah, uh, just of, across the river. That's it, a lot. It is. So remember that Wolverine spotted last Monday along the Columbia yes. River near Portland? Well, that thing's been on the move. He's been getting around yeah, a little, huh? It's made an appearance on Wednesday in Damascus and another one over the weekend in Beaver Creek. Terry Lysick, Wolverine Tracking Project Coordinator with Cascadia Wild, said the sightings have surprised wildlife experts with the Portland-based nonprofit, in part because the Wolverine population is so small. Only about 300 to 1,000 Wolverines still roam the United States. Lysick said the Wolverine is likely a young adult that recently left home looking to settle in an area less populated than Portland. Lysak adds it's very unusual to see the wolverine at such low elevations out of its usually considered habitat. They prefer a more wide open space and colder climates, typically up north oh, like okay. Can- Canada, Alaska, those wow. sorts of places. But uh, it's 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 traveling about. He's looking for a lady friend, probably. And uh, Oregon Fish and Wildlife experts say don't 
close to they could the Wolverine. Be, they're mean yeah, little they, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were, were there any plans that maybe they would try to trap it and then take it to a place that is more suitable for yeah. its environment? I don't. I haven't heard that. Yeah. yeah I think they're just probably letting it, letting let, it letting go. Letting it roam. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, Portland Pizzeria chain Hot Lips is closing three of its five restaurants, dropping to just two remaining locations. In a Facebook post on Monday, the company cited pandemic, labor and economic stresses as reasons for the closure. And the closing, the stores are on Northeast Killingsworth location, the Hollywood District location and the downtown Civic location across the street from Providence Park. Now, all three closures were effective on Monday. Now, co-owner Gina Edelman said some of the staff that would be laid off due to the closure have been with the company for years, even decades. Mm. That's really sad to hear. Now, the company's two remaining restaurants are in the Pearl District and on Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard. And it will also continue to offer catering services in Portland and a mobile pizza trailer for special events, according to the same post. Their PSU store location, that one closed in 2020. Yeah. So that's a lot here recently. So I, I really like Hot Lips Pizza, and I've eaten it a lot over the years. In fact, the one that's remaining open in the Pearl, in a cool building, the Echo Trust building, not too far from the main post office. Oh, okay. Just kind of around the corner over there. But then there used to be one located in the Raleigh Hills Fred Meyer. Really? Yeah, a long time ago. We used to go to that one all the time. And uh, yeah, so sorry to see the locations uh, closing. We'll just have to, next time you have a party, you'll have to get that pizza trailer to come. Yeah, I I like that idea. Uh, In sports, Final Four now set in the NCAA Women's College Basketball Tournament. This Friday, it will be top seed Virginia Tech facing third seed LSU. The tournament favorite, top seed defending champion South Carolina, taking on two seed Iowa, those games in Dallas, Texas. So unlike the men's tournament, you got two number one seeds, okay. the three seed. Yeah, so it's 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 the top seeds uh, playing in this one. University of Portland baseball team tried to build on its overall record of 16-7 and seven when it faces Washington in Seattle this afternoon. First pitch at 4 o'clock. Two teams met earlier this season at Joe Wetzel Field with the Huskies winning. Pilots coming off a three-game road sweep of Pacific this past weekend to run their record to 6-0 and in West Coast Conference play. Well, as we have been discussing in this show today, the entertainment industry Fathom Events, they help lesser-known film projects get on the big screen. And there are some wonderful movies coming out that you're not going to want to miss. Of course, we talked in the last half hour about Santiago, The Camino Within. It follows Bishop Donald Hine of the Diocese of Massachusetts on his walk. That mm-hmm. event is tonight. Yeah. Now, the second one is... David, you might really like this one. It's called The Journey, a musical special from Andrea Bocelli. Oh, yeah. Now, this blind Italian opera singer, Andrea Bocelli, has fascinated and amazed many throughout his career. His rendition of some of the most beautiful songs, well, they're really breathtaking. So, in an interesting theatrical release, you'll be serenaded by Bocelli and treated to a concert with a musical documentary. So beginning in Rome with a blessing from the Holy Father, Bocelli journeys through the countryside of Italy by horse to his home 
and along the way stopping at different venues to sing with some amazing artists. You'll also see the interactions of Bucelli with his children, and you're also going to visit the Abbey of St. Atimo and the Basilica of St. Christina. Mm. So in this documentary and concert, the power and meaning of music will be communicated to the attendees, and the music of Bucelli and friends will impress and move you deeply. This Fathom Movie event will be released in theaters for four days, April 2nd okay. to the 6th. April 2nd is Palm Sunday. Oh, wow. So okay. a little Holy Week inspiration. I love this. Yeah. Starts with Pope Francis and his blessing. Oh, and wow. then continues on. Isn't that amazing? That would be great. Yeah. So that is definitely one I think I'd like to look into. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday at noon is a monthly healing mass in honor of St. Peregrine that is happening at the Grotto right here in Portland. At this mass, a blessing with the relic of St. Peregrine will be offered. Please check with organizers for current COVID-19 protocols. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just go to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and, of course, the Hail Mary media app. Hey, we have a homily highlight coming up with Monsignor O'Connor. That happens right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. At Mater Dei Radio, everything we do is meant to illuminate the truth of Christ. From starting the day with David and Brenda on the morning blend to closing the night with the mysteries of the rosary, we're devoted to leading souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. Mark your calendar for April 17th through 21st as we seek the truth during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share It's going to be a week of joyful celebration and you can be a big part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund. 
Your support now will have a deep impact on Mockerday Radio's success in April by providing a strong incentive for our share listeners to match your prayerful giving. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MotterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and seek the truth during our 2023 Spring share at Mockerday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Eight fourteen at Mater Day Radio. I guess the uh, Oregon California border getting hammered pretty good this morning. More yeah, more snow down wow. there. So just a heads up if you're traveling that way today. Rainy and breezy here in the valley. A high of fifty one degrees. Then rain overnight tonight. Low of thirty nine. And then may see a little sunshine tomorrow. Partly sunny skies. Chance of a shower as well with a high of fifty nine. Currently, it is 45 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 43 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's Homily Highlight for the 5th Sunday of Lent comes from our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. On this fifth Sunday of Lent, as we come close to celebrating Passion Week or Holy Week, we're reminded of our mortality, we're reminded about death, we're reminded about sin and resurrection. The themes really of the kerygma that our Lord Jesus Christ came to rid us of sin and death, and it's through his resurrection that we might have eternal life, of course. Um, During Lent, I have a little tradition, which I started a few years ago, of reading each day a little vignette of one of the English martyrs of the 16th century, those men and women that were killed under the uh, Henry VIII and Elizabeth I regimes uh, for being Catholic, for practicing their faith. A lot of them priests, of course, that went abroad to be trained to be priests, came back to the English mission and were caught, you know, some within a few Uh, minutes. Some people didn't get on shore. They were arrested in their boats. And some lasted 15, 16 years of um, celebrating Holy Mass and baptizing and hearing confessions of the remaining Catholics in England in that time. And um, it's an interesting uh, sort of book, just these little, you know, couple of pages each day. And I like, I don't know, uh, studying or like uh, reading about the martyrs in general. Because these are the people, these are really our examples, right? These are the people that love the Lord so much that they gave up their lives for him. And they willingly did it. And when you read the stories about it, you see the courage and the confidence they have in the gospel to be able to do this. And it's always sort of encouraging. And it always makes you think about your own life and what you would be prepared to do for the Lord, all right? Well, I'd be prepared to go to Mass on a Sunday or I'd be prepared to do this. But, you know, being imprisoned and tortured for the faith um, might be a bit much. I may not be able to do that. I, reading these things, it's very difficult for us to comprehend the grace that comes from the Lord to overcome these horrible situations. And then on Friday of this week in Magnificat, you know, that little monthly book that gives you uh, all the readings for Mass. It's a great publication. And they have a little reflection each day. And the, there's one there on this Friday from Father Alphonse Waxman, who was a German Catholic priest uh, during the war. And what happened on this day, 80 years ago, on the fifth Sunday of Lent, is that Pope Pius XII issued a letter 
condemning the Nazis and the uh, Hitler's regime. And he, they had the German bishops had it read in all the churches at every mass on the Sunday of the fifth Sunday of Lent, 80 years ago today. Obviously the date changes a bit, but it was on this day. And what happened there was obviously the Nazis retaliated and they started arresting Catholic priests and sending them to concentration camps. And Father uh, Alphonse Waxman was one of them. And um, what's interesting about his life was that we still have some letters that he wrote to his family uh, while he was in prison. So he was arrested in Lent this year and it took him a whole year and it wasn't until the following Lent that he was executed. And during that time he was tortured and oh, had a horrible life in prison, etc. In the last 70 days of his life he was shackled with chains that didn't come off. And he wrote and got letters out to his sisters. And it's, this is why it's amazing because you think about, well if I had to face that I would just uh, you know, uh, be a pool of tears, right? Wouldn't have any strength in the face of being imprisoned by the Nazis, being shackled, being tortured. But he, in his letters, talks about the grace that God gives him and that he found joy in this preparation for his death. And he didn't know when he was going to die, he didn't know whether it was going to be tomorrow, a month's time, or a year's time, but he knew it was coming. You know, you get the idea that it's coming when you're in a concentration camp. Anyway, this is his last letter he wrote to his sister. Dear Minka, at three o'clock I'm going to die. Now the hour has come that God in his eternal love has ordained for me. Father Schultz, that good man, has heard my confession and given me viaticum. That's final Holy Communion. In one hour I shall pass over into the glory of the living God. I've given myself over wholly, completely, and without reservation to God. In his hand I am sheltered. In his holy heart, Christ will carry me up to the Father, Mary will protect me, and Saint Joseph will accompany me. What great confidence in the Lord and what's going to happen. Because this is the sort of question we must ask ourselves. What is going to happen at the end? What is death all about? Is it an encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ? Are we confident of that? Are we confident of going to him? Are we confident of the promises of the gospel? Because we all should be able to answer that question. What happens when you die? What's gonna happen? A few weeks ago, I was with one of our parishioners who was dying, and she asked me that question. I was sat at her bedside and she said, what's gonna happen? Meaning, what's gonna happen next when I go? What am I gonna face? And we discussed it, we faced Jesus Christ. You're gonna tell him you love him. You're gonna tell him sorry for your sins. You're gonna beg for his mercy. These sort of things, these are the truth statements of our faith. I am the resurrection and the life. These are the sort of things we've got to remember. And it's worth us thinking about our own death, not in a morbid way, but in a way that we should be confident about what's going to happen next. And that confidence comes through in the rest of our lives. Because if we really love the Lord, you know, we can be uh, confident in his mercy and his love for us. It's worth thinking about your sort of obituary as well. What are they gonna say about you? I celebrate a lot of funerals, of course, and sometimes I know the person really well and I can talk about their faith, and other times I don't know anything about them um, for various reasons. You know, I've only been here a couple of years, they moved out of the area a long time ago, or they just didn't practice their faith. And we, you know, there's not much I can say about that. 
But this idea that, you know, we celebrate people's lives is a very secular thing. When we come to a funeral at the end of our lives, we're not celebrating their life. We're praying to Almighty God for the repose of their immortal souls. And if we start forgetting that, we end up not praying for our dead, which is one of the most important things we do, right? I mean, think about Lazarus here, you know. What, what was a, what's Lazarus's obituary looking like? Well, uh, Lazarus is survived by his two sisters, Martha and Mary. Lazarus had a good golf game. He liked the outdoors. He liked kittens. Um, what else can we say about Lazarus? Oh, he's a lifetime member of the Bethany Elks Club. And he had a long lifetime love of jazz. No, doesn't matter. You know what matters? What his obituary should be. Lazarus loved Jesus, and Jesus loved Lazarus. That's it. That's the obituary for Lazarus. We're told that in the Gospels. We don't need any other information. We don't need to celebrate Lazarus's life. We celebrate Christ's victory over sin and death. We celebrate resurrection. We celebrate the hope in the Gospel. That's what we do. And therefore, I find all this other stuff nonsense. And it's made me think this week about what my obituary is going to look like. You know, well, he was ordained in this and he worked here and he did this and all, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I hope someone might be able to say Gerard loved Jesus and Jesus loved Gerard. That's what it's about. So as we come closer to the celebrations, the holiest times of our year, when we celebrate, we celebrate, we mourn with Jesus at the death of his passion, at his passion, but we celebrate the resurrection. It's to remind us, of course, about our own uh, life here. And can we answer that question, what's gonna happen? And if we can do that with some sort of confidence, we can go towards our deaths, whether it be horrible, like Father Vaxman, or whether it be gentle and slow, like uh, someone else. But it, we, it's, it's very important we can answer that question. What's gonna happen? What's it gonna look like? And can we be confident in the resurrection? As Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. If you would like to listen to that again or any of our wonderfully locally produced shows, well, go no further than materdayradio.com. There you will be able to see all of our locally produced shows, the morning blend and all of our great interviews and homily highlights right there. You're also going to access the podcast on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. 
Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bezenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you're a pinball wizard, we got a place for you and maybe even see Brenda's old lunchbox. <gasps> I hope so. So I'll stick around for that. And a message of God's love for humanity will now be able to cross every border of the world. Thanks with help from Elon Musk. I'll explain how coming up in three minutes. Here is Greg and Lizzie, surrounded by your love. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. To, not afraid of the valleys we are led through. In your love, we are besieged. We grow from your heart to make the world new. Not ashamed of your love that always stays true. In your love, we are besieged.
by your love. That is Greg and Lizzie surrounded by your love. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, a shooter wielding two assault-style rifles and a pistol killed three students and three adults at a private Christian school in Nashville on Monday, authorities said. The shooter, a 28-year-old Nashville resident, police say was once a student at the school, was killed during gunfire with police. The violence occurred at the Covenant School, a Presbyterian school, for about 200 students from preschool through sixth grade. The Nashville victims were pronounced dead upon arrival at the Monroe Correll Jr. Children's Hospital and Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Other students walked to safety Monday, holding hands as they left their school, surrounded by police cars to a nearby church to be reunited with their parents. The killings come as communities around the nation are reeling from repeated school shootings, including the massacre at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas last year. And at least 39 people at an immigration detention center in a Mexican city on the U.S. border died in a fire that broke out at the facility overnight. The fire that killed 39 people at a Ciudad Juarez immigration facility, which neighbors El Paso, Texas. Now, investigators are working to determine the cause of the fire. Initial reports this morning speculate the fire started from within the facility. 68 adult men were housed at the facility from Central and South America and that it was communicating with consular officials from various nations to identify the victims of the fire. Reuters reported that the victims were mostly Venezuelan nationals. Now, Ciudad Juarez is one of the border cities where numerous undocumented migrants seek refuge in the United States, remain stranded. Now, 29 people were also injured and are in serious condition. And Pope Francis on Wednesday will bless a satellite that will launch his words into space. The Spes Satellis, Latin for Satellites of Hope, will be launched on a rocket taking off from the Vanderburg Space Force Base in California. Now, according to the Vatican, the miniaturized satellite will hold a copy of a book documenting the Pope's Urbi et Orbi blessing in 2020, when in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, he blessed the world from St. Peter's Square. Now, Pope Francis will bless the satellite and the nano book after his weekly public audience in St. Peter's Square. The Vatican said the CubeSat, which is a name for miniature satellite, will travel aboard a Falcon 9 rocket, SpaceX partially reusable, two-stage launch platform. And it will be a satellite carried, developed, and built by Italian company D-Orbit. So while in orbit, the satellite will broadcast decipherable statements from Pope Francis on the theme of hope and peace in English, Italian, and Spanish. Oh, very nice. Well, if you like to play pinball, one of the best locations in the world, that's in the world, is in Hillsborough. It's right up the road. So says who? Uh, So says Next Level Pinball Shop and Museum. That's the name of the company, actually. It was given that honor at this weekend's pinball awards held in frisco texas so it was the pinball awards this is uh this is considered like the people's choice awards got it so uh it's got uh, a lot of good uh, good ratings i guess next level pinball bills itself as the largest arcade in oregon with 238 pinball machines that is phenomenal as well as two 200 other games 
So what makes Next Level different for an arcade its size is that all the arcade games are set to free play, so no coins or swipe cards have to be used. Visitors pay, you pay 20 bucks, and that gives you just free a, a pass for the day. So you can go in and play. So Next Level is also loaded with thousands of pieces of pop culture memorabilia, including what is believed to be the world's largest collection of lunchboxes. I love it. Over 3,100 in all. So the oldest pinball game there on the floor is a 1977 Knight Rider. I'd play that one. Pinball, yeah, that's a cool one. The rarest is a Sega 1998 Golden Cube in which only 10 were made but never released to the public. This sounds like the most amazing place to go visit. Oh, yeah. I would love to have a, like a party there. Yeah. Like for adults, like get together and, and play all your favorite pinball. It seems to me like when I was younger too, there was a real famous movie about a, a boy, a pinball. I believe he was a pinball wizard. <laughs> was he a pinball yes. wizard? Yes. Is that where the song came from? I think that's it. It exactly. might be. I can't remember the name of it, but I loved watching it. That was The Who. That was The Who? That was The Who. <gasps> okay. There you go. Well, Fisher Investments is relocating its headquarters from Camas to Texas after the Washington State Supreme Court ruled Friday that a capital gains tax is constitutional. Now, Fisher is one of the largest employers in Clark County with around 1,800 employees. Despite moving the headquarters, Fisher said it will not close its Camas office, but some staff will transfer to its offices in Plano, Texas. The company says it currently has 1,200 employees in Texas. Ken Fisher, in fact, the firm's executive chairman who founded Fisher Investments in 1979, he lives in Dallas. Fisher said the process of moving would be complete before June 30th. Now, in a 7-2 vote on Friday, the Washington State Supreme Court upheld a tax for the state's top investment earners that passed in 2021. It collects a 7% tax on profits made from stocks, bonds, and other high-end assets in excess of $250,000 for both individuals and couples. Hmm. Well, in sports, boy, this was a recipe for a blowout, and that's exactly what the Portland Trailblazers got. Hammered by the New Orleans Pelicans 124-90 to last night at the Moda Center. Blazers were without six regulars, including all-star Damian Lillard, along with Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant, just to name three. Cold shooting night as well for the Blazers. Portland was just 7 of 33 from behind the arc. With the loss, the Blazers move into a tie with Orlando for the fifth-worst record in the NBA. Portland hosts Sacramento tomorrow evening. In the entertainment industry, Fathom Events helps lesser-known film projects get their day on the big screen. Now, Fathom rents out theaters throughout the country for a few days as a limited-release project. And that's how the chosen film events have been distributed in theaters. Well, last year, the hit documentary St. Michael, Meet the Angel, or Mother Teresa documentary, No Greater Love, were also part of Fathom Events. Well, there are three upcoming Fathom events. Well, you should save this date and go if possible. We talked about these throughout the show today. Santiago, the Camino Within. 
Well, that's tonight. So mm. if you have some extra time, this one sounded amazing. The Journey, a musical special with Andrea Bucelli. That one starts off with a blessing that he received from the Holy Father, Pope Francis, as he heads out on a little journey of his own. That is set for April 2nd to the 6th. Now, the last one I want to tell you about is Mirando al Cielo. Mm. Right now, devoted Catholics might know of the persecution of believers during the Cristero War in Mexico and the martyrdom story of Blessed Pierre, uh, excuse me, of Blessed Miguel Pro. Now, this story of the teenager is Jose Sanchez del Rio, is another one of which you should become familiar. Now, Mirandos tells us the story of a modern-day martyr who desires for heaven will leave a mark on your soul. And Jose's story is one of betrayal by family and his courage to never recant his faith in insisting on proclaiming Viva Cristo Rey. And his witness of Jose Sanchez del Rio brought the church to canonize him in 2016. Now, this Fathom movie event will be in theaters for one night, April 18th. Now, here's something to remember on this one. Mm -hmm. The movie is in Spanish with English closed captioning. But don't let that prevent you from learning this amazing story of a historic and heroic young man. Some good movies. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Sunday at 7 o'clock, it's Palm Sunday performance of Lamentations happening at St. Philip Neri Catholic Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend. Tomas Luis de Victoria's Lamentations performed by Cantores in Ecclesia, directed by Blake Applegate. Tickets are 25 for adults, 10 for tickets. And remember, you can find uh, $10 for students. Mm. I didn't say that quite correctly. Uh, And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. All right. It's Tech Tuesday, you know. I do know that. You know that. So we're going to talk about what you'll be seeing in your email inbox coming up today. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, this is Anna Mitchell from the Sunrise Morning Show. There's a famous passage in 1 Kings when Elijah is seeking refuge after 40 days of fasting and walking in a cave on Mount Horeb, a.k.a. Mount Sinai. Yeah, the same mountain where Moses received the Ten Commandments, which at that time was wrapped in smoke and the Lord came down in fire. And when he spoke, it sounded like thunder. But it was not so with Elijah which is interesting because this was happening after he had called down fire from God and slayed the prophets of Baal and after God sent a storm to end the drought on the land. So isn't it interesting that in that moment, Elijah knew that God was not in the great wind or the fire or the earthquake, but was in the still small voice. 
St. Ephraim reflects on this. He says that this was in order to correct Elijah's excessive zeal and to lead him to imitate, according to righteousness, the providence of the Most High, who regulates the judgment of his justice through the abundant mercy of his grace. You know, sometimes I think we can let our zeal get the best of us to the point that we're not communicating God's mercy and grace to others. So I invite you in this 40-day journey of the great fast to reflect on the often quiet justice and mercy of God. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Is 844 at Mater Day Radio. You know, speaking of the uh, pinball wizard, you know, the movie you were thinking about was Tommy. That's it? Yeah. Tommy. Thank you very much. I was about ready to look that yeah. up. Yeah, that's uh, that was Roger Daltrey of The Who, who played Tommy, as oh, well as a, a, really? a, a lot of other actors in that movie. Hey, I want to give you a couple of traffic uh, updates here. So, oh, okay. first and foremost, here, uh, right in the heart of the Willamette Valley, a semi truck fire along. I-5 northbound, so traffic really backed up around the Donald Aurora exit all the way back into Woodburn. So if you're coming up from, say, like Salem to Portland, uh, be aware of that because it could be quite a detour or delay coming up northbound I-5. Then if you're heading the other way, heading down south into uh, southern Oregon and the Oregon-California border, a lot of snow down there. I was looking at the road cams getting hammered by snow there's a winter weather advisory down there so that big front kind of moving through kind of heading southward so yeah be aware of that a lot of snow in the siskiyous if you're traveling that way today so don't know how long of a delay that could be through the uh siskiyou pass in that area but again a heads up for you there weather-wise in the willamette valley just kind of a rainy breezy day today high of 51 degrees we'll have a 70 percent chance of showers overnight tonight low of 39 and then about a 20 percent chance of rain for wednesday with a high of 59 maybe we'll get a little ray of sunshine in there somewhere again tonight remember it's the planets that's right. Yeah, so just need a little break. Yeah, yeah, we need a little break. All those planets you're going to be able to see this evening near the moon at sunset. So uh, take a gander up into the sky. If there are some clear skies, you might have a nice celestial event for you. 
All right. Currently, it is 46 degrees at Catholic Community Services in Vancouver. And 45 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. David, that celestial event, though, it'll be that way for a couple more days, too. So even if we can't see it tonight, we might have a chance tomorrow Mm -hmm. if it clears out enough. I think they said maybe like through the 29th, 30th. So, yeah, but... So who knows? Maybe tomorrow night might be a little better viewing, but still you got like Venus and Mars and Jupiter. I mean, there's like five planets that are all near one another. So excellent. uh, Check it out. Well, David, it is a Tuesday. It's the last Tuesday of March. That is true. Because the next time uh, we talk about Tech Tuesday, it's going to be April. April. It's usually how that thing goes. Yeah. When it's One month ends, the next one starts, so April will be here soon enough. Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager, is not joining us, though, today. A little under the weather. She's a little bit, she said she's feeling good, but this particular little cold she got gave her a little bit of the laryngitis. Yeah, she sounded a little uh, little gravelly voice A little gravelly voice. So, David, it's up to you and me (laughs) to talk a little Tech Tuesday today. Uh, after this, she may make sure that she is not sick again on a Tuesday. We're going to come up with all kinds of things to That's share. That's right. So, uh, Sarah, well, we're going to jump in for you today. I know you'll be still sending the email out with a lot of good content to our listeners about uh, what we've been talking about on Mater Day Radio, the Morning Blend, including your interview with Donna Corey Gibson. That's right. Now, yeah. I had a great opportunity to talk with her. Now, many people... People are familiar with Donna Corey Gibson. She just does these beautiful spiritual uh, rosaries to song. The, of course, the Divine Mercy. I think the first time that uh, Scott had brought home one of her CDs, she was at St. Joseph's many, many years ago yeah. uh, for Divine Mercy Sunday and prayed the chaplet. Well, she's going to be back in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, in fact, it's coming up on Sunday. Okay, so right around the corner. So right around the corner. I uh, don't need to buy tickets in advance. I think you can show up at the church, uh, Holy Redeemer in Vancouver. She was so wonderful to talk with. And David, when you listened to the interview, something you laughed and pointed yes. out was what? She said she was in a punk rock band. In her, in her younger in her, days. In her younger days. Yeah, yeah. That kind of surprised me to hear that. But not, not, I mean, not really, but still it is interesting to know. She came to town for Mater Day Radio several years ago, a couple of different times times where it was for uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. Yes. Yeah. She. I think one time we were at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. Another time we we're at the Grotto. So uh, she's been here several times. So yeah, that's uh, you get an opportunity. And again, you did the interview and that's one of the uh, items that'll be coming in the email, right? That's right. In case you miss that, uh, Donna Corey Gibson, that interview that I did is going to be part of this afternoon's email. It's coming to your inbox just a little bit later. You'll also be able to get to uh, the podcast, which will show you the links of all the details of what is happening at that concert again. Uh, and that is a benefit concert. Concert for Regini Chaley Academy. Oh, yeah, that's very nice. Uh, which uh, is there. It's a Portland kind of homeschooling yeah. hybrid that is uh, up in Vancouver area. So it should be a real wonderful Where are they event. located in Vancouver? Do they you know? are actually, last time, if I remember correctly, if it's still there, they are at uh, uh, Circle of Friends. Uh, school, oh, which nice. is like a preschool, but they have schools available. I can't remember right. the name of the church now, but uh, not actually, actually not too far away from St. Joseph's in Vancouver. Oh, okay. If that is still the place, though. So yeah. we'll see. Gotcha. And then another thing that'll be coming out too in your inbox today will be 
the interview you did with Julian Durko, Your Next Mission from God. She's always amazing to talk right. to because she has such a great knowledge of saints. She talks about different saints and gives you some insight. And so what's she going to be talking about? Well, in this particular interview, and it's actually not an interview, it's her next show. Uh, and it's all on St. Joseph. So okay. she spends her 15 minutes, your next mission from God. You hear it on the weekends. It's in the same half hour as Sunday commentary. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to Sunday commentary, get ready for the Sunday readings with Kevin and Carla, and then stay tuned because right after them, it is your next mission from God with Julian Durko. You can learn a little bit more about the saints. So David, in your discussion with Miriam this uh, just last week, right. you talked about St. Joseph because his feast day was last week. It's typically on the 19th of March. Mm -hmm. It was moved to the 20th because it was a Sunday and that's a movable feast day. The whole month of March is actually dedicated to St. Joseph. Right. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to listen to Julie and just become familiar with this saint. I always like to say St. Joseph Man of action. Yeah. Few words. Few words, yes. But a man of action. Well, and that's what Miriam and I talked about, too. He, you know, he went through his life as obviously the foster father, if you will, of Jesus. But at the same time, too, there was the humanity there. I mean, oh, he was his dad. Absolutely. And you, you think about them working as a carpenter. He had to teach he Jesus had, a had trade. He te- had to teach him a trade and all the time knowing that uh, this wasn't going to be what obviously Jesus did oh, in, it, later it was in not, life. But in, in no way was it going to ever end up being a typical father-son relationship yeah. that, that Joseph knew that he had to protect this family and bring it up the best that he could. Mm -hmm. I love the story of Pope Francis, who has a dedication to St. Joseph. He has a statue of the sleeping St. Joseph in his office, and he writes prayers or petitions on paper, and then he puts it under that statue, Mm -hmm. almost asking Joseph in his, you know, in dreams to dwell on this thing and and, and, uh, offer it up to him. So I think it's a great opportunity. And then lastly, uh, Sarah always includes a... A special event from our community calendar. We know that it is absolutely full of things that are happening. Of course, the 40 Days for Life is still going on. There's a pro-life rosary uh, downtown that is coming up. So definitely go to our community calendar. You're going to find all the information. So there's your Tech Tuesday, David. I like it. Very good. All right. Thank you, Sarah, for getting that together. Mm -hmm. We hope you feel a little bit better, and we hope you enjoyed today's uh, Tech Tuesday. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, 
sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 855 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast. Rainy day today, a little breezy too. Could see wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Then rain overnight tonight, low of 39. 20% chance of showers for Wednesday, high of 59 degrees, and kind of a showery week the rest of the week. So just kind of prepare for that. It's currently 45 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is I Am They and From the Day. You're listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. When you found me, I was so blind. My sin was before me, I was swallowed by pride. But out of the darkness, you brought me to your light. You showed me new mercy and opened up my eyes From the day you saved my soul
That is I Am They and From the Day. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Thank you so much for tuning into the Morning Blend today. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it on kind of a blustery spring day. Okay. Yeah. It is spring. I have to remind myself. I'm like, come on, spring. You can <laughs> do go. it. Just You can bring out your little sunshine, warm us up yeah. a little bit. Because remember, it's supposed to, March is supposed to go out like a lamb. That's right. And like a lion, out like a lamb. It's not a... Uh, <laughs> We're still waiting for the lamb. Still waiting for the lamb. Yeah. Uh, still keep looking outside to see if that uh, cherry tree is going to blossom. It's coming. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Have a very blessed day.